with Speak the Word Only podcast and broadcast. We are on a new stream tonight, so bear with me if there's some mistakes going on. There is a live chat available. If I can take a look at it, you're kind of seeing the whole scheme of things behind me, so forgive the the broad spectrum of the camera. But like I said, this is a trial period on a new stream. And um, I decided to just go ahead and give it a shot. Why not? <laughs> so welcome. Welcome to the broadcast. So Lori Haywood Mays with Speak the Word Only once again. And some of you may be hearing me on podcast. And this is a YouTube broadcast. And it will also be on riversgateway.com under the watch menu. So we are on the blood, the power of the blood of Jesus, part five. And what we will be talking about today is uh, the blood speaks and the blood judges. Uh, so I'm going to backtrack a little bit and tell you um, that this series, what this series is all about is it tagged on with the blood covenant, which was the first series the Lord gave me. The second one is the power of the blood of Jesus. And the third one will be the power of the name of Jesus. And so the power of the blood of Jesus, if you go back and start with uh, part one, it talks about the tabernacle in Leviticus 17, I believe. So then from there, we've gone into um, the Lamb of God, the scapegoat. And now we are on the, the part where why do you and I, as sons of God, need the blood of Jesus daily in our lives? When you listen, you have to listen to the whole series because it, it, this, is a, uh, this is a very deep um, powerful, lengthy teaching. There, there. Even with what the way I'm doing it, I haven't even scratched the surface of what's really going on. I will be doing this series again down the road. This is the first time that I've done it publicly on, if you will, live stream. So I will come back around and do it again. Um, I also have a series in the podcast and, and broadcasts uh, called um, The Authority of the Believer, which is very powerful and really taps in with all of this. Uh, you can chat if you come online and happen to see me. Uh, just say, hey, um, it is Christmas Eve. <laughs> Here I am. This is how much I love God's word <laughs> is that I want to be spending it here, sharing the word of God with the world, uh, with the sons of God. It brings me great joy to be here right now. So we've been running around. We're a little tired. We've been getting trees and dinner and food ready and the house clean and so forth and so on for all the family tomorrow. Uh, but my heart's been uh, meditating and wanting to uh, bring this broadcast out. So here we are. So let's go into part five where we're talking about the blood of Jesus cries out and or the blood cries out. Because we have to remember that like in Leviticus, it says that the life 
is in the blood. So therefore, that means exactly what it's saying is that there's life in the blood. It's, it's alive. So with that, let's look at uh, Genesis 4.10. I'm going to be reading my notes and, and, and discussing it with you a little bit. Uh, so the blood cries out. So the blood has a voice. If I haven't said that already, that's what I really want you to know is that the blood has a voice. And the Lord and the Lord said, Genesis 4:10, "What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground." We will get into what is happening here. The first time we read of righteous blood crying out from the ground is in Genesis, okay? Cain and Abel. Cain rose up, slew his brother Abel. Let's read. And generally, it's useful to see what the Bible says the first time the subject comes up. Genesis 4, 8 through 11 reads, Cain was talking with Abel, his brother. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. And it came to pass that when they were both in the field, Cain rose up against Abel and he said, and, uh, and he killed him, excuse me. So then the Lord said to Cain, he came back around and he said, where's your brother? And Cain said, am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. I have a lot I want to say right there, but I'm going to kind of continue and bullet point this and then we'll come back. Okay, so this was serious business. Cain spiritually, spiritually sinned against God, our Father. And he slayed an innocent man, no less his brother. And, and um, in contrast, therefore does, does okay, I'm going to skip that. By polluting this land... He made himself an outcast, okay? So when he rose up and killed Abel, he, he brought sin across the land, across the earth. And, and that sin, is, it is now dirty. It's like what they call pollution in the air. Well, this is, a, this is now a territory that has invaded the clean earth and it's called murder okay so it's obviously very serious so he made himself an outcast and it's not because god was so angry with him it's that he sinned against god and it separated him from god for sure so God asked Cain where his brother was, and he was hoping, like when God asked Adam, where are you, Adam? And Adam said, um, 
you know, I'm here and I was afraid. So, so God was asking, um, like he was asking uh, Adam a question. He was looking for some repentance, some honesty. Um, when God comes to you and he's asking a question, he already knows the answers, guys. And so you might as well just say, Lord, you're right. I've sinned. I repent. Forgive me. And it's over. But like Adam, Cain would not own up to his own sin, to, the, to his own unrighteousness, to his own temptation. So he came back with a mouth. He was kind of mouthy with God. Am I my, am I my brother's keeper? I mean, like, really? I mean, like he's a sheep and I got to be watching over him. So he, he, he outcasted himself with this decision, two decisions now, first to kill and then the second to basically deny and have an attitude with the one that created you. So with that, um, he, he believed, and, and, and again, like Adam, I, I don't know why man does this, why we think we can uh, just fool God. Uh, so um, uh, Cain believed, I've got Adam in my brain, like Adam, that he could fool God, like I'm going to lie and he's going to believe me and it's not really my fault. I mean, after all. And so God was looking for this honesty and he wasn't getting it from Cain. He thought he could hide murdering his brother, hide the blood, the evidence. With that, in Hebrews 12, 24, the fact that Abel's blood was crying out for vengeance is listed all the way from Genesis to Hebrews 12.24, where it says, it's listed all the way into Hebrews, where it says, pointing out that the blood of Christ gives us mercy, while the blood of Abel back in Genesis cries out for vengeance. This is huge. So in the Old Testament, when Cain killed Abel, that blood of Abel is alive and it's in the ground. And that voice of the blood is alive. You'll never kill the blood of a human being. It lives before the father in the spirit realm. That's massive. I'm going to address that in a minute on another subject. So all the way, it, it was, it was, this was a, a major point of the turn of, of mankind all the way into Hebrews where Jesus was now gone and back to the father where the blood of all these people are crying vengeance out. Jesus came back and shed his blood, but it, it gives us all mercy. But the blood, no less, has a voice. With that, I want to mention that this is why 
abortion is so severe. It's not because we, we as Christians or sons of God are judging people who have abortions. You rotten person, you naughty person, you selfish person. That is not it at all. You're getting it all wrong. It's not it. The point of why the sons of God and Christians are saying that it's wrong is because it's going to damage you like the lie damaged Adam when he lied about Eve. When the lie damaged Cain when he killed Abel, he became an outcast. The damage is, is you're damaging yourself. So to say, I have the right to kill. I have the right to take my baby. It's my body. I have the right. Well, you sure do. It's obvious. You do. But that doesn't mean it's the right thing to do for your inner man and your inner heart. Because the blood is alive. And just like Cain's, uh, Abel's blood it cries from the earth to the heavenlies for vengeance. So does every other murdered, killed, innocently. The blood falls to the ground, pollutes, which is sin. It's like a dump where they bury the dump, but no less. That mountain is made out of uh, pollution. So the earth is is saturated with the blood of the innocent. That blood may go away for human beings and the human beings can't see it anymore, but the blood you cannot kill and it's alive and it's crying out for the vengeance. See? So this, this is why abortion is so massive is you have probably millions, if not higher, sadly to say, of the blood of babies crying out. Now, if you've received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and you've repented of that, it's gone. That blood is no longer crying out. See, because the blood of Jesus Christ is that mercy and that mercy comes in and cleans the land as if it was never there because that any baby that has ever taken off the earth goes to heaven, any child. So what happens is if you receive Jesus Christ in your, in your life and he comes into your heart, any abortion that you've had, that, that blood that was crying out is gone. It's, it's been, it's been covered and washed away by the blood of Jesus, the merciful Jesus in Hebrews that it talks about that his blood gave us mercy, me mercy, you mercy, anyone that killed anyone mercy. This is not a judgment teaching. This is a mercy teaching. This is explaining facts of the live blood that cries out. You can't get rid of it. No matter how far down you Bury it, no matter what ocean you throw it in, the blood speaks. Don't mess with life.
that's always up to God is life. So with that, let's go into, um, we have just, a, I'm going to be probably five more minutes. This is a 20 minute broadcast. Um, we're going to go into the blood judges. So with that in uh, Revelation 6.10 in the New American Standard Bible, they cried out with a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord, holy and true, will you refrain from judging and avenging our blood, those who live on the earth? In the Amplified, it says, they cried in a loud voice saying, O Lord, holy and true, how long now before you will sit in judgment and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. Deuteronomy 32:43 says, Rejoice, O heavens, with him, and let all God's angels worship him. Rejoice, O nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his children. He will take vengeance on his adversary and repay those who hate him. He will cleanse his land and his people. Like we were just talking that the land, we're going to end with this, that the land has been polluted. Cain and Abel, it started way back in Genesis 4. Man didn't make it very far before he fell because Adam fell immediately. Well, I can't say immediately, but he fell. But anyway, um, so the land was polluted as we talked about. And here this talks about in Deuteronomy that he will cleanse his land and his people. So remember that the blood speaks. The blood has a voice. The life is in the blood, Leviticus. Then there, there, there are people, if you will, holding and waiting for the vengeance of their killings, of their murders, of the dark secrets that have taken place on them, the ones that were left, you know, like I said, in the oceans, in the ditches, who knows where all the innocent people are that their lives have been taken. I, If you've lost someone, believe me, one day you will see that person again. If you receive the Lord, you will see them again. But their blood is crying out to God to this day saying, how long, O oh Lord, will you bring vengeance for my blood, for my innocence. So we want to understand the point of this message tonight is how powerful, how powerful the blood is, how it's alive. You can't kill it. You can't make it go away. You may not be able to hear the cries like the father like the spirit realm, like the Holy Spirit, like Jesus. But it's crying, it's alive, and the word just pro proved it. Old Testament and New Testament. So we're learning about the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, okay? We haven't even touched that yet the way I'm going to, but we just talked about the life and the blood that speaks in people, Okay, let alone the blood of Jesus Christ and, 
and what kind of power and authority that has given you and me, as you know, in the authority realm on this earth. It is powerful and it is necessary to have an understanding and to live this day, this night, every day from here on, pleading the blood of Jesus over your children, adult children, grandchildren, husbands, wives, neighbors, plead the blood of Jesus. Remember, it's the mercy. It's the power. It's the authority for the ones that are saved and know how to use it and use that authority to protect, to cover, to lead, to guide, and for myself especially so that I can remain healthy and well so that I can go and teach, preach this world, the gospel. See, so it is no small thing and I don't want to keep you any longer. So I hope <laughs> this whole message came out all right because I'm on a new streaming. So God bless. Merry Christmas. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your savior, please close your eyes right now and repeat this after me. Father, I repent of my sins. Forgive me for all that I've done. I ask Jesus, your son, to bring this same mercy and come into my heart and to forgive me and to reside with me, live with me, and do something with my life. Thank you. I am saved. Now, if you said that simple but short prayer, bam, the old man in you is gone forever. You've been set free this moment, this second. You're with God. You'll be in the kingdom of God when this body passes forever and ever and ever. And you can live in this earth with peace, with joy, with power, with authority. And please follow me. Subscribe on the button. Merry Christmas. God bless. And Jesus is Lord.